Here at Patreon, we're better than you, and we know it. What movie is that from? I don't know. You don't know what that's from? No. Is it, well, it's not exactly. Let me get into character, and I'll use the actual quote. <clears throat> Here at Globo Gym, we're better than you, and we know it. That's Dodgeball. Dodgeball, right. Uh, which would have been a great segue into this, but let's start the episode weirdly, I suppose. I was talking about Patreon. Yeah. And everybody on Patreon is better than everybody not. You know why? I feel true about that. And why, 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 why? Why? Why, 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 why? Because they just are, because they support this podcast that you're hearing right now. And that's and like the coolest thing you could do. Supporting podcasts is next to godliness. It is. That's in the Bible. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like the 11th commandment. It is. It is the 11th. It's unspoken, but understood by everybody. And before we get to the show, we wanted to tell you about Patreon. And that is a way for you to support our podcast for as little as a dollar per episode. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. takes like three minutes to sign up. And for literally a dollar per episode, that's like $4 a month. You get access to bonus content, special events, suggesting what movies and beers we talk about on the show, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Johnny, what's your favorite part about Patreon? Uh, the events. The crazy parties we have with all the really cool people that support our stuff. There's so much fun. Again, that's patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. Please go check it out. We would super appreciate you appreciating us. Enjoy the episode. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. What's good, what's good, what's good? This is Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast about craft beer and film. My name is Max Minardi. I am one half of this podcast. The other half is sitting across from me. My name is Johnny Summers, and that's right. I'm 50% of your favorite beer and movie podcast. Unless you just listen for the beers, then we're probably not even a factor. Maybe we're no percentage of it. Then maybe you just don't like us. Yeah, which is fine too. But that bums me out. It hurts my feelings. I wish you liked us more. Uh, Let's give our spiel for newcomers. If you've never heard the show before, thanks for joining us. We are glad you're here. Yeah. Our show is in three parts, mostly. A first, second, and third. The third is the segment that if you haven't seen our movie that we're covering this week, you're going to want to steer clear because we spoil it. We also cover our... I'm going to know I'm going in reverse order. But we also cover our last beer of the day. Then in the middle, we talk about the movie with no spoilers. And then at the very beginning, we talk about our first beer and ourselves a bit. So that's where we're at now. Yeah, that's a very thorough breakdown, but just yeah. in reverse, I like it. There is an extra super special caveat for the show this week. Yes. And that is, young Maxwell was not able to see the movie. Correct. Now, you go ahead. Yeah. So, it will be my job, my service, nay, my duty to mm-hmm. all of you and young Maxwell to convey the overall feel of the movie, the tempo, the script, the acting, the, the scenery, the sound. Everything that encompasses this movie, uh, Max will rate it according to what I say. Yes. And we will continue henceforth into the danger zone. If you've heard this show before and you've tuned in on an episode where either of us haven't seen the movie, incidentally, it's always been me, you know that we usually have an agreement that I, or the person who doesn't see the movie, has to drink a Four loco by the end of the episode. Correct. That's not happening this week. Correct. We are too grown up for that this week. We have stuff going on, specifically I do. So Johnny has agreed to let me drink a Four loco on a different night of my choosing. Yeah. Maybe April 7th. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. It's up to me, really. Yeah, it so. is. Be throw, uh, don't be throwing out dates. Well, All let's right. let's toss out uh, an April 7th reminder again for people that uh Oh, yeah. Let's do, do this at the, at the top of the show. We've got an announcement <clears throat> for an extra special movie night that we are going to be throwing. 
with the gracious hosting and help and love and continued support of one Mr. Nick Land. Mm-hmm. We are going to be taking over the back room of the Crepeville restaurant on April 7th. That yep. is a Saturday, 7 p.m. We are going to be having an awesome bottle share and a special showing of Top Gun, which, as you know, Danger Zone, one of my favorite movies. Yes. One of a lot of your favorite movies, I'm sure. It's a classic. Uh, all of our Patreon supporters are going to be getting in free with a plus one. If you are not a Patreon supporter, tickets are five bucks available at Crepeville and or Burgers and Brew. Again, that's the uh, the Crepeville here in Chico. And uh, if you are on our Patreon and you want to come, please let us know because we are going to have limited tickets. It's uh, it's not the, the biggest room, but it should be enough for our purposes. Um, so we can get you a pass for that. If you're not in Patreon, like Johnny said, we will have passes. We suggest a $5 donation, and we will get you that pass as soon as we can. Um, again, it's about a week from when we're recording this, so get to us fast. You can hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at Fresh Hop Cinema. Let us know you want to come, and we can make sure we get you get you into that. Again, that's April 7th at 7 p.m. at Crateville here in Chico. Yeah, and we're dropping this on Monday, so you've, you've got about got six. Got a few days. When this drops, and you're hearing this, and you're driving to work, and it's Monday morning, and you haven't gotten a ticket yet, what are you going to do with your life on Saturday? Because the answer might not be hang out with us because it could be, could be sold out. I'm know. pretty sure it's a Friday, my friend. What's that? Uh, the the 7th is a Friday. No, it's not. Is it not? Yes, it is not. You're right. So here we go. That's cool. That's fine. That's fine. Yep. I've posted everywhere that it's Friday on my Instagram and stuff. It's fine. That's cool. Nobody I posted on Instagram that it's on 7-7. Yeah, you posted July 7th. So we are just screwing up. So for the record, left it and is right. Saturday, April my 7th. God. We are terrible yes. at marketing. That's fine. Awful. And uh, also, you're terrible at seeing movies. Yes. Any other housekeeping stuff we want to take care of before we dive into our beer? Um, We did the Patreon event. Yep. Uh, No, that's it. Cool. Yeah, we did the, the synopsis. We're good to go, man. Sweet. Well, then I, uh, I got the opportunity to pick out our first beer this week. I was down traveling from Modesto back up to Chico, and I stopped in Sacramento, and I visited New Glory for the first time ever. And they had a couple of cans that were available. I'm going to rustle through our little uh, um, lunchbox is not the word I'm going to go. Cooler. Ice but- cooler. Pull this guy out it real quick. It used to be my lunchbox. Right. Um, so I found, I got a four-pack of this beer called Zwickle Me Timbers. It's a Hellas Lager. And I went and did some covert uh, reporting. And I got a statement from the bartender. Do you who, have a soundbite right now? remain nameless. And this beer has been called um, very clean and... Very light. Very light, excuse me. And very much a lager. That's the actual... Description of this beer I've heard, and we'll just uh, we'll let uh, we'll let the bartender take it from here. Hey, um, how's that Zwickle? Very light, very, very much Yeah. You get a lot of honey, get some spice, but it's a light one. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. All right, that's very the very light. Oh, the official branding. Uh, I'll be honest, I did not even tell this guy that I was going to take a recording of him, which is why we're not naming him. Yeah, because uh, I think that's more legal. <laughs> we totally, rec- well, Max, right. there's no we here. There was no we, who's me? Allegedly, Max recorded him without alleged consent. Yeah, and the bar was kind of popping, so he was like pouring drinks. Like, hey, what do you think about this vehicle? He's like, yeah, it's pretty light. It's very much a lager. You'll get a little honey, a little spice, but it's very clean or something like that. Yeah, upon second review of the soundbite mm. it's a bit more informative it is the guy that, that last sentence really helped yeah i don't even know if i showed you the last sentence before we started no but. you did but i think like there was something on in the background and i didn't quite get all of it so while you're pouring that i'd love to hear about your week oh sure 
It has to have been busy since you couldn't even carve out time to see one little bitty old movie. Well, I'll talk about why I couldn't see the movie later. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. Because mm-hmm. apparently you like this movie a lot, and it should probably have more show times than it does. Yeah, but... and I actually talked to you about it like as I was leaving the theater. Yeah, yeah. Yep. on Tuesday, you said? Yes. Yeah. All right, well, uh, so no, I did have a good week. It's been sort of a catch-up week for me, so I had gigs. I was coming back to Chico on Sunday, and that's when I picked up this beer, and I did, I did a whole bunch of, like, like maintenance around the house gotcha. kind of stuff and catching up on emails and all that. I've been gone about a full week. And that was your first day back from Reno? No, from so I was in Reno that week, then came back for a night, then went to Modesto. That's right. So I was, yeah, literally gone for, for about seven days. Your road um, dog. Yeah. Um, so came back. I've been biking a lot again. This week I did my first uh, my first bike ride that was more than 30 miles. I did 34 miles on Tuesday, I think it was. Well, that's just ridiculous. I was real sore. I was not equipped for that. Yeah. Um, but it did. It was nice to do it, and I've made a point this time after every bike ride, uh, I go and have a beer because I think that's a nice reward. That makes sense. That's part of the reason that I'm biking is to offset the beers that I've been drinking. Yeah. So yeah, I went to uh, I went on a ride on Sunday when I got back, and I went about 20 miles, stopped at the Chico Tap Room, had a beer. Then I went on a ride on Tuesday, went that 34 miles, and I went to Handlebar. Mm, no. I definitely went to the Handlebar on Thursday. Okay. I, saw- I might have done it twice. Yeah, I saw your Instagram story. You've been drinking a lot of Trumer pills. I love Trumer, and and the handlebar just always has it fresh and clean. Yeah, and it's, it's great. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, um, maybe I didn't go there on Tuesday. I think I might have been actually too beat. I think I might have no. just had a beer at home. Tuesday, I remember you called me while I was in the movie because okay. you, for- oh, right, you right, forgot right. I was in the movie, yep. and you tried to get me to go to Costco. Yeah. Uh, you, you wanted me oh, to I went to Burgers and Brew. Yeah. I had a beer at Burgers and Brew first. And then you wanted me to have a beer before you went to Costco. Yes. Which I, oddly enough, did to you today. Yes. We had a beer before you went to Costco. Yeah. And then someone hit you with a cart because you uh, let them. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> it was delicious. Um, so that combination of riding bikes and tasting new beers is is half of what's got me uh, hot this week. I also saw a movie that's been on my list for quite a while called Patty Cakes. Okay. And I'll talk about that more in a little bit, but it's a great... It's a great uh, kind of underdog story of this girl who grows up in a not really functioning family and she wants to be a rapper in florida right yeah yeah probably do you know how i know that you watched that movie no through this dope app that we've been using letterboxd this isn't even a commercial but we've just been both geeking out right on letterboxd yeah what is for in case nobody knows Uh, letterboxd is letterbox with a d at the end and it is a movie tracking system i call it a movie diary that feels that's right. that's great it's like a personal movie blog in your pocket yeah basically. you can record every movie you've seen you can rate every movie you've seen and you can write a review mm-hmm. and it's really fun and or yeah and you don't even have to you can just put a star review you can just yeah. check that you've watched it yeah because i went through and clicked a bunch that i'd watched and i'm getting around to, to rating them right it's, it's a pretty fun app me and max are both on it yeah, you can actually follow you can find us by what you might assume you can look up fresh hop cinema or our names yeah and they're both gonna Going to take you to the right places, yep. respectively. And I think Fresh Hop Cinema is in both of our names, yes. so you should be able to find us that way. We also are way more opinionated and kind of, uh, I've noticed we both get a little bit more uh, direct sure. as far as movie reviews. Like, yeah, I think if it's in writing, you got to be a little bit more specific. Like you can't, people can't necessarily hear your tone like they would on, on a format like a podcast, so you got to be a little bit more concise and direct. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but I really like that you can keep track of movies you want to see. Yeah, that's a nice feature too. I've got maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't know, like thirty movies on my watch list right now. So I've been slowly going through those and checking them off, which has been really nice. Yeah, I have a bunch on mine too. It's a, it's a fun app. 
Yeah. So you you basically blew off the movie for bike riding. Yeah, you could say that. That's I was funny. really planning on seeing it Friday. Like we talked about. Yeah. So that what happened was that it had five or seven show times. That's fair. All week like long. Tuesday when I went, there was like seven yeah. show times. And then I guess today, Friday, was the day that they cut it back because they're going to start um, phasing it out of the theaters. But I had no idea until like Wednesday, which should, still should have been like enough time. I didn't have time to see it yesterday. So by the time I looked Wednesday, I was like, well, Friday's my only option. I have no options because the only show times were like 745 and 1015 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and that is so. why on a future episode, yes. Max will be drinking a four local. We'll see. But because what do you mean we'll see? Well, we might do it off off air. We might do it at a you know at a show or well, that's something. One hundred percent up to me now. Isn't at the Grapeville thing, who knows? We'll see. That'd be fun. Up to my discretion. Tis. I might take a vote. Yeah. Yeah. With just you or no? With some people. Fair. Yeah. We'll you see. Want, you want to? We're gonna do it yeah. at a, a really like inopportune time. That's fine with me. I mean, not like right before you go on a long drive or something, but sure, obviously not I want kind. you to live. <clears throat> yes. But yeah, it, it'll be fun. We're going to make the most out of this opportunity that yeah. you've given us. Deal. So really, you've just given a gift to the podcast. You're welcome. Uh, in addition to the gift of drinking a Four loco at a future time, you've given us the gift of Zwickle Me Timbers. Yeah, let's talk about this beer, and then we'll jump to your hot and bothered this week. Let's do it. Um, so like I said, it is a Hella Style Lager. It's from New Glory out of Sacramento. Uh, kind of out of Sacramento. I have never been to this brewery, and I realized why, because it's kind of off the beaten path. They're definitely not like in San, uh, Sacramento, almost in San Francisco. Yeah, they're definitely not there either. They're really far from San Francisco, guys. If you're trying to get there from San Francisco, you're in trouble. Buckle up. Yeah. yeah. No, they're definitely not in Sacramento proper. Yeah, so it's a, it's a 5.4% Hella style lager. It's a German lager, if you're not familiar. And what it says here on their website-ish is that it's a traditional Munich Helles Lager brewed with flaked wheat and fermented with the world-renowned Augustiner Lager yeast, packaged in its purest form, unfined and unfiltered. That is one of the oldest yeast strains in the world used there you for go. beer. Great. Yeah. Uh, Augustiner is one of like the first beers ever produced hmm. from Germany. They're like, they go way back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this yeast strain really lends itself super well mm-hmm. to the style that's what it was like invented for yeah and the fact that they actually got the 100 percent appropriate yeast strain for the beer is really cool that's like an insanely high amount of attention to detail for ingredients and that's mm-hmm. awesome that yeah they can do it right like if you're gonna do it do it right sure you know, use the right stuff my initial thoughts on this <clears throat> it is very light <laughs> and Are you it's also very right much a lager. It, it, I'm getting know, a lot of honey and some spice. I was just thinking, this simple. is so very much a lager. Right. It totally is, though. I mean, it's just a super clean beer. I think it's really good. It's a little bit on the uh, astringent end for for a, like a perfect lager for me. There's some some funkiness that I'm getting that just, I don't love. I think that might just be a yeast profile. <clears throat> it might be, sure. To. Yeah. No, definitely has a, a teensy bit of a funk, but for me, that is like the yeast and just some ingredients that you're not used to to consuming from like American lagers. Yeah, sure. You know, it definitely has a European lager flavor, which yeah. is phenomenal because that's what they were shooting for. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is an exemplary offering of the style. Yeah, I, it is I very really good. I really like it. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's like I said, 5.4%. It's super light. In both the body of it and the taste and the alcohol, so it's it's very drinkable on a weirdly hot Chico day. Yeah, no, we're we're having this crazy like early 
spring like 80 mm-hmm. degree nonsense. It's, yeah, it's a slight heat wave that and I'm, I'm not loving. I'm not crazy about it. I'm just happy it's not like 100 yet. Yeah, dude. But also, yeah, 80 after you've had 60s and rain for mm-hmm. a long time, 80 is like, you know, punch you right in the face kind of warm. And I'm not yeah. quite prepared for it. But I did a ton of lawn mowing this morning. Yeah, you did. And this would be a perfect lawnmower beer. Why don't you tell me you're hot and bothered, and then we'll circle back around, and we will rate this beer afterwards. All right, which do you want first? I want bothered first. You want bothered first? Yes, start on the negativity. All right, so I'm bothered by people this week that don't pay attention when they're pushing carts in Costco. Fair. It really infuriates me. Why? What happened? Because, like, they'll just walk through the store like they own the place. Like, there's no one else in the world... That would ever possibly shop at Costco at right. the same time that they're there. Yeah. How dare anyone else shop at Costco? This is a Friday afternoon at Costco. Is it a busy time? It was super busy. Mm. And I went at like 1.30. I didn't think it would be that busy. But it was crazy busy. Yep. And I got to basically cart joust with the person who was texting and walking directly at me with a full basket not even looking anywhere. Basket or cart? Cart. Okay. I guess. Just checking. Yeah. yeah. The big old cart. Big the difference. Costco carts. They're huge. <clears throat> right. Just full of crap. Yeah. Not even looking in front of them. Not aware of their surroundings at all. Just walking blindly through a store. Crazy. Yeah. I think that's crazy. I, I decided, that's... be it a wise decision maybe not the most polite thing to do you're not being impolite you're not going out of your way to I, be, you haven't even told the story yet sorry i get jazzed yeah, about this too i literally didn't go out of my way at all yeah. for any reason uh so this person's just walking right at me and i just decided you know i've i'm always pretty outspoken and i let the the social construct slip away pretty quickly from time to time and maybe say things that aren't appropriate mm. but whatever it's who I am. Deal with it. That's why you guys like listening to me speak, apparently. Yeah, no, so I decided to just walk right at him. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's go. You were already going that direction. I was just walking in a straight line. You're, yeah. And you know how you kind of divide an aisle in sure. half? Like, it's like a road. Yeah, right. You, yeah. The people on the right are going this way. The people on the left are going the other way. Mm-hmm. It's not complicated. Sure. Well, they're fully on my mm-hmm. on what would be my side of the aisle, Yep. just blindly walking straight at me. Not slow either, like at like a normal walking right. speed. So I just kept on, braced myself for impact. And they're just like holding one phone, like a phone in one hand and then just pushing Elbows, the elbows on ah, the cart. They're hunched. They're hunched. Even worse visibility. And they're just cruising. Yep. Yeah. Pretty sure their phone hit them directly in the face. Yes. It was phenomenal. Okay. So people are closing and dun, 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 crash. Then what? Yeah. And I was like, oh, geez. Wow. Uh, you really weren't watching where you were you going. You didn't say that. Were you? You didn't say and that. And they were like, oh, I'm gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, they were super embarrassed. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. That could have been a car accident. Could have been. Could, like, think about this next time you text on the freeway. I feel like people who text while shopping text while driving even more. Right. Because I would never do what you're describing, but I have texted while driving. I you try know, not to, but I've done it. Yeah, and I text or look at my phone while I'm in the grocery store. But I always like pull the cart off to the side. Yeah, like get out of the way. Because I keep my grocery list on my phone. Right. So bottom line, guys, don't be a toolbox Mm -hmm. and just walk through stores without looking where you're going. Yeah. I could have been a toddler. That's true. Costco carts get heavy. You could have just exploded a child. Mm -hmm. How would you feel then? I would feel bad. Yeah, that person 
Would have felt worse. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, that's what's got you bothered this week. What's got you hot, my friend? Cannibals. Cannibals. Now, <laughs> I don't know how many weeks ago this was, but we talked about a film, and I suggested you watch it. It's on Netflix. It's called Raw. Yeah. And I think that's what you're getting at. Um, there's a twofold reason why mm. I'm, I'm super hot on Cannibals this week. The first being the brand new season of Santa Clarita Diet that just dropped on Netflix, which is an original series starring Drew Barrymore, where she is a suburban housewife real estate agent with her husband and kind of just acquires uh, being a zombie. She just acquires, she becomes a zombie? She just becomes a zombie, but it's like a mellow... Like slow, she's not like a zombie zombie. Like she's not like stumbling around. She doesn't look like a zombie, but like it's it starts out. She just has like a taste for human flesh. So you're she, talking about you're talking about the Drew Barrymore, thing. Drew Barrymore, not the other thing. Yet. No, yeah, right, that's very yeah. very similar. Exactly. Okay. That's why the whole thing has got me just like I'm. Apparently, I'm just into cannibals. This yeah, week. dude. I guess. Yeah, the the show kind of parallels the movie Raw a little bit, but in a way more like rom commy sort sure. of just silly. <clears throat> Uh, aspect but anyways that show's great and I've been really enjoying season two and raw raw I, I want to just talk for like a minute yeah about this movie I am a horror fan I have been a horror fan since I was 15 years old or before I love the horror genre it takes a lot to catch me off guard or surprise me or really gross me out Yes. This movie did all three of those things. Yeah. I feel like it's worth pointing out, too, that like a lot of horror movies, especially bad ones, and not not all of the ones that do this are bad, but a lot of bad ones feel like it's an easy cop-out just to like... Rely on th- gore. Yeah, just throw gore at you. And the most shocking stuff. It's a lot more, it's a lot more uh, skillful, I think, to take something that you think is creepy or gross and put it at your audience, not even like a super in-your-face way, but take something that is pretty gross to a lot of people and exploit that. Yeah, and it was so... This movie, Raw, was so, like, <clears throat> understated. Um, the suspense and the the violence in it was so meted out in a very sparing way. It was just, like, peppered into the movie as this delicious seasoning onto, like, a roast. You know, you're letting it cook for two hours. You're not going to season it the whole time. You know, you're getting a splash right, right, right. here and there. It was really really well done like this whole movie was and it was a french film by the way it was all f- subtitles french dialogue yeah fascinating movie really just crazy why don't you give him like just like your quick plot synopsis on that yeah sure so so like i was saying this is a movie that i saw several maybe even months ago at this point and i recommended johnny check it out um but it is a french belgian film directed by i want to say julia Ducournau. i think is how you pronounce her name and the main character is this girl, Justine, who goes to a veterinary school, unlike any, like Gianna's a vet, she works in vet medicine, uh, and what you see in this movie is not like anything I've ever seen, but I assume it's like, maybe that's just what they do right over there. But her whole family is vegetarians, Justine's, and she goes to the school, she applies, and her sister is also there, and she needs to get into the vet program, so there's this like crazy like initiation routine and ritual, and, and the film kind of follows that first initiation into the into the major and slowly but surely, this girl develops a taste for meat. Starts with, I think it's like a rabbit liver, maybe, that she a has to try. Kidney. kidney. She was forced to eat during her like hazing time. Right, and then she realizes she has a taste for human meat, and the movie kind of goes from there, and it's a lot about like sexual awakening and sexual like taboos and things of that nature. It's very disturbing a lot of the time, but also weirdly charming. 
Yeah, right. And, like uh, I was super endeared to like mm-hmm. the main character and her sister. Yeah. And it was it, the plot unfolded in a very interesting way. There was a yeah. big plot twist surprise that um some of you might see coming. Some of you would be super surprised. Mm. Uh overall, cannot recommend the movie enough. I jumped on Letterboxd and rated it immediately. Yeah, I still haven't done that one. I, w- I would like to. I'd like to watch it again cuz that's a movie I mean for for me it's been a little while number 1, but number 2 I think I think there's a lot of messaging going on. It's a pretty artsy movie, and for us, like we said, it's all subtitled. Yeah. And I feel like I, I would take a lot more from it if I watched it again. Agreed. When you're reading subtitles the whole time, it, it really distracts from a lot of the nuance mm-hmm. that you would be able to absorb if you weren't having to focus on reading the whole time. Totally. So, yeah, maybe a second watch would really reveal some more. But even upon first watch, this movie was super deep and had a lot of great acting and a ton of creepiness just the creep factor on this movie and yeah. the just like, yeah let's i don't think we should spoil it but there's a particular scene that got both of us with uh with hair yeah let's, let's say just, that let's just talk about the hair scene and my goodness i, yeah. I don't want to go any i'm not gonna go any further no i don't want to go any further i <laughs> want you guys to watch it and experience it yeah. and i want to have a conversation about that scene so yeah again that's that's raw it's on netflix go check it out get back to us if you'd like we're gonna circle back around to zwickle me timbers by new glory and give it a rating are you are you there i'm ready okay i'm gonna go first then since i brought this one and i feel like it i'm giving this an 8.3 it's very good i would give it higher but i don't really like that funkiness that i get on the afterbirth if you will quote Mm. michael scott there uh it's good i would drink more i already drank one can the other night i got the four pack it was super affordable 11 dollars for the whole four pack i don't think it gets distribution up here nor do I think it's one of their regularly produced beers. No. So if you know somebody going down to Sacramento, have them grab you a four-pack of this. That's my recommendation. Johnny. Solid eight. Yeah. Solid eight. I really um, do not enjoy the yeast profile as much as a more traditional American lager, uh, which might be crap beer to most people. But it definitely has, I mean, eight's a really high rating, and I, I love it for what it is. Uh, it would be better to me if it didn't have that really tinge of funk. Yeah, and that's, just, again, just like both of our personal takes on it. Yeah. You, you might find that we had a couple of beers last week that we found not to be good. Yeah. But they were personal tastes. Like we didn't, well, that, that's a little more extreme. But at least with this one, it's just not what we enjoy. But you might love it. But also we rated the cumulative score of last week's beers were probably this score. Yeah. You know what if, I mean? If so that. Yeah. So like this beer is getting way more love. I mean, we can acknowledge it that it's killer, you know, and a lot yeah. of people I've found out in conversations really liked some of the beers we did last week. Oh, is that? Yeah, I have too, actually. Yeah. Somebody was raving about the even more pecan Jesus. Yeah. I've had a few people tell me it's amazing. So, I mean, it's, it's all just preferential, but both me and Max really don't get down with the super like Belgian yeah. yeast profile, which is a broad statement because there's so many Belgian yeasts. Right, uh, but just by and large, like by as kind of a rule, or just what I've seen as a trend in our drinking habits, we sure. both kind of stay away from that style. Yeah. So if that's something you're into and you're in the mood for a super light, like refreshing lager on a hot day, this is going to be super up your alley. So again, that is Zwickle Me Timbers, uh, the Hell's Lager from New Glory yep. out of Sacramento. You're saying eight flat for you? Eight flat for me? Cool. Eight point three. I'm gonna go ahead and say I have a couple cans left. If you do join us on April seventh, which is a Saturday. At Crateville, I'm going to bring my two others and, and we'll crack those open and oh, uh, you can get your hands on one of these that way because I would love to kind of share the wealth here and see what everybody thinks. In the meantime, we are going to jump to a break. We're going to come back to talk about Unsane, which is a film that I have not seen. So Johnny's going to walk me through a lot of it. I will give you some more uh, number-based things and we'll go from there. Stick around. 
Max, have you ever been on a bike ride that was just simply so long there was nothing left to do but go get an ice cold beer? You dirty dog, you know that I've done that. I know you've done that. Where's your favorite place to go do that? So it's great. It's the handlebar here in Chico. They're a craft beer bar and restaurant, and they have this beer called Chumer Pilsner that's always on tap, and it's the most refreshing Pilsner I've ever had. But they also have a ton of other beers. As it turns out, they also have a happy hour seven days a week from two to six, and you get a dollar off any of those beers, which is just a fantastic deal. What a bargain! Yeah, and chances are they have some new stuff on the menu. They've expanded since the last time you've been there. It's a real good spot. Again, that's the Handlebar here in Chico at 2070 East 20th Street. Go check them out. Happy hour, 2 to 6 p.m. Dollar off all their draft beers, seven days a week. Go check them out. They are lovely. Fresh hop approved. Johnny, my friend, let's talk movies. Specifically, let's talk Unsane. Let's talk one movie. One more caveat. I have not seen this movie. You have, so you're going to be walking me through most of this. Yes, I am. Am. Anything you want to say before we get too too much into it? Uh, why don't you give me the raw data, hit me with some facts and some knowledge, and then I will hit you with a general plot synopsis and my feelings on the matter. Deal. Well, okay, so this is directed by Steven Soderbergh. He's done a ton of stuff that we will get into later, but more importantly, here's some raw, uncontrollable facts. This movie's been out for six days. It came out on March 23rd which is, again, what I was saying on the break. I was so shocked that it did not have more showtimes. Um, it's so far made $5,381,000 rated R, runs just over an hour and a half long. It stars Claire Foy, Joshua Leonard, and Jay Farrow, and Juno Temple. And that's about all I can say about it without getting opinionated on a movie that I haven't seen. Yeah. So why don't you tell me, in roughly 30 seconds, we won't make it official, what this movie's about. All right, you got your timer ready? Sure. Are we just going just, just just to... But I'll give you 30-ish. Yeah, spitball it. Yeah, hit me. All right, so this whole movie centers around our main character, Sawyer Valentini. She is a 30-something professional who has been stalked for the last several years by an individual who she met through her hospice job. She was reading books to his dad while he was dying. One thing led to another. Dude fell in love with her. She's He's super creepy and psycho. Uh, she goes to another city to get away from him, ends up signing up for a support group for victims of stalking. Sure. Um, one thing leads to another. She signs some paperwork without reading it, signs up and in like accidentally commits herself for 24 hours. That's crazy. Yeah, but she signed the paperwork. Sure. She signed all the consent forms. Mm -hmm. The therapist like got her talking about suicide and it was like really wonky how she got in there. And one thing kind of leads to another and she ends up in there for a lot longer. Uh, just because they're trying to keep her there, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe they're not. Right, she, yeah. It's just this weird, like, asylum-type scenario. And the guy that's stalking her shows up and is working there. That's uh, sort of a worst-case scenario. Sort of a worst-case scenario. David yeah. David Strine, uh character is what his name is, and he's played by Joshua Leonard. Insanely creepy person, by the way. He's really good at being creepy. So... That's all I'm going to really get into in this segment as far as details. Just that is the, the plot in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about, well, maybe not on the show, but I know you and I have like casually talked about maybe interspliced between actual episodes. Movies of this nature, from what it's like, like Shutter Island's a good example. You don't love that movie, but yeah. sort of the same kind of, um, you know, are, are you your own worst enemy? Are you making these conspiracies out of nowhere? Or is where you're at actually trying to to work against you. Actively. Yeah, and that was that was an interesting thing that this movie was kind of sold as, was this, is she crazy or is she not? Right. And 
that was really not a good selling point for this movie. Uh, I'll just say it now. It's kind of spoilery. But, I mean, there was really not much of a question the whole time if she was crazy or not. Really? Okay. Yeah, it, it was made pretty obvious throughout the whole movie that, like, that dude was there. Right. And she was, like, feeling those things because, like, no one else around her was acknowledging it. Right, which always makes it worse. It's like, you yeah. can't... Or what's the one... Um, Oh man, what's the movie that came out? Very beautifully visually shot. It's about a, another like kind of not an insane asylum, but like a healing retreat area in like Sweden. Oh, oh, oh goes, a cure for wellness. Cure for wellness. That's right. Same idea. Kind yeah, of. kind of. That movie got yeah, weird. and it was interesting because like the whole reason she was there got really complicated, and the reason they wanted to keep her there got really murky. Murky. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm gonna sneeze. God oh, bless you. I want to take. I don't think this has ever happened on the podcast. Are you gonna? No. I'm fighting it. Oh, I hope it happens. Allergies are in full force today. Yeah, though. spring is, like we said earlier, spring is coming around in Chico. Trying try not to die. Yeah, a lot of trees. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the essence of the movie is she's been dealing with this really gnarly stalker, and she accidentally gets herself locked up into a mental care, mental care mm -hmm, health mm -hmm. facility for some treatment, and then the dude shows up. And, right. and he's like a doctor or a he's therapist? He's like an intern. Or, I guess like therapists are doctors. But no, yeah. he's not. He's just like an intern. He's gotcha. the one like passing out medication. Sketchy. Already. And that got really sketchy in the movie too. Yeah. So it just, it's a crazy movie. It's a deeply psychological thriller. It's yeah. one of the more intense movies I've ever experienced in my life. And it is one that I will not soon forget just because when I left the theater, my whole body was... It took me like a half hour to like loosen up. Yeah. Like my whole body tensed up. That's nuts. It was uh, dramatic and stressful on that sort of like physical level. Mm -hmm. It was very enjoyable. Overall, this movie was like really well done. The The cinematography was kind of crazy too. Some of the shots, just like her, like in her bathroom, it wasn't just like a still shot. There would be like a shot of her like from directly above staring mm -hmm. down into her sink. Right. Just like weird, like nice visuals, just kind of out of the ordinary. Sure. Yeah, something to keep you on your toes, kind of. Yeah, think and it, it definitely a bit strange. Exactly, mm -hmm. and the whole movie kind of had that theme. Like it was a very interesting movie to look at. Yeah, uh, Claire Foy, the main character. Mm -hmm. Like my only complaints are with her. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, in what regard? Um, in multiple scenes, I really felt like she was running lines. Just, just reading. Just reading. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like her, you know, heart. She, she I didn't buy it. You know what I mean? I didn't feel like she was full in on the role, just in a few scenes. Uh, and that was really the only negative I could find because the rest of it was was really well done. Yeah, okay. So, like, legit only complaint was her just being a little bit forced, uh, and that's why it's not going to get, like, a perfect rating for me. Sure. Uh, but everything else, like, all the other acting, like, Jay Farrow was really good. Jay Farrow, uh, comedian, actually, stand-up comedian, who's uh, going to be playing or doing a gig uh, in Northern California in a couple months, actually. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he's playing at uh, Calusa Casino. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, I go to a ton of comedy shows out there. So I knew him from the comedy world, but he played kind of the guy that was already in the uh, mental health ward that they, they got committed to, and he was kind of the guy that like knew what was going on, right. kind of showed her the ropes, and his role in the whole thing was not what you thought it was the whole time okay so there was kind of a bit of a twist with his character uh and yeah without spoiling too much there was just a lot of great character development and it was really a dark 
dark look into the brain of someone who is stalking someone. Mm. And it just got really intense and very viscerally real. And just the 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 depth of the the main anti-hero, sure. his delusion, it was really disturbing. Mm. Like just genuinely disturbing. Yeah. And it was a fascinating kind of character study suspense I, w- I would call it a horror film just yeah. because of the level of suspense and the life or death stakes were so high it kind of hits all those marks for me yeah so it's got um i just looked at it a 68% i believe on or from the critics on or 78% excuse me from critics on rotten tomatoes and a 58% by users do you think this is a movie worth checking out uh, i would recommend it okay i would definitely recommend it um i wouldn't get your hopes set super high for just in like maybe three or four scenes, the dialogue fell flat. It definitely felt like a play. Uh, but overall, this movie is one that is definitely worth seeing. I and feel like I need to call you out on that one a little bit. Like you said, the dialogue fell flat. It felt like a play. Like I feel like plays can be like it almost. You, I know you didn't mean it like this, but like set it no. up for like a play is inherently bad dialogue. Yeah. Which I know is not. I think you mean like it's obvious. Like if you're watching a stage show, the presentation and dialogue are a little bit different than they are in a movie. Yeah. Whereas a movie is more of like a day-to-day conversation and a play yeah. is more theatrical. Exactly. Sorry. The, the, not to go bad on plays yeah, at all. Sure. Definitely. The presentation of the script was in a way that felt forced. Gotcha. Sure. Like a play, like you, they're doing a line. They have yeah. like five lines and they're obviously like just reciting them. It felt more like a reciting of lines than actual re like, sure. A, the character saying the things. Right. So when I was looking at the cast list here, Joshua Leonard stuck out to me, and I couldn't remember where I knew him from. Did he? Did you peg that at all? He looked super familiar. Yes. But like, I will was he something this. creepy? He was, no, but no. he was in something creepy. I will tell you, 1999. Okay. Um, found film style horror movie. Was it Blair Witch? He was in Blair Witch, yeah. Wow. Uh, which is really funny because he was he was just, I think, I can't remember who he played. There was those like four friends in the Blair Witch Project. He was just one of the four just friends. One, yeah, I don't think he, well, let's not, I, I don't know if you haven't seen Blair Witch Project. Um, you probably aren't going to anytime soon, but I think he might have been the one that gets like first murdered and taken. Like he's the first one that disappears. I could see that. He um, seems like a first murdered kind of guy. But that's like his most known thing. He hasn't really been in, in too much outside of that. Yeah, he really hit all the marks of the the creep factor in this movie. Yeah, he's been a lot of sort of sort of B movies that I've never seen. Certainly his most famous is Blair Witch Project. Okay. Also, he played all the characters in that movie played by their own they like their character names were their real names. Okay. So I don't know why that was, but just lazy writing? Maybe. Maybe. No, I'm sure it was they probably had a reason, but Yeah. So, I mean, overall very interesting engaging movie. I would I would definitely recommend it. Okay. You want to you want to give me your out of 10? I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Solid. And that's, for me, I think it could have been a little bit higher if there were just, you know, those couple little flawed scenes sure. that, you know, maybe could have just been acted a little bit better. Overall, the content was was fascinating and disturbing. And yeah. it definitely, you had empathy for a person that was being stalked. And I'd never been in that position as like a white dude. You know, yeah, you know, like, we don't. Yeah, we don't think about that. Like we being t- scared. Yeah, you, you were telling that I mean? Costco story, and you you were texting me, and you were like, "I forget how scary I look." Yeah, <laughs> like you're just you're in your your tank top, and like covered in tattoos, and like shaved head and beard, and like no one's gonna stalk you without being like, if you were like, "Stop stalking me," they'd be like, "All right, sorry for stalking you, man." Like, mm-hmm. or you're fine. <laughs> yeah, no, like it was really kind of refreshing, but also just interesting and definitely kind of scary, just being put sure. into the the position of having empathy 
for a person that is being stalked and that is someone that some crazy person has just become obsessed with. Yeah. Really, like, I've never put myself in that headspace before, and it mm. was super, super, like, creepy. Yeah. And it was kind of, I mean, not, I would never just make a broad statement, like, it's a glimpse of, like, what being a woman's like, but this is something that predominantly women have to deal with. Sure, man. Yeah, I remember, I mean, I think we've talked about it here, but there was a video that came out a while back with this woman just putting, like, a hidden camera on her blouse or something and walking down the street. Yeah. And people who would never see it otherwise got to see how often women are catcalled. Yeah. Um, and having not seen this movie, I can't really comment, but I don't think it would be unreasonable to draw connections between the fear and uncomfortability that women face from, I don't know how like artsy and message driven this film was, but it like, wasn't super message driven, yeah, but maybe you could draw those conclusions if you wanted to read it that way. Definitely. Cause like dude was a lot bigger than her Yeah, and for um, sure. we'll get uh, not too spoiler spoilery in the danger zone today, just cause I, I think Max wants to get a chance to see this movie. Sure. Yeah. So I think we'll just get into a, a bit more details somewhat, but not definitely not too spoiler. Well, I will say that my interest is peaked. I think what we're going to do on our break coming up here is watch a trailer for it. And I instead like of it. me giving you my my made up review, I'm just going to come back saying whether or not I want to see it based on what you've said and based on the trailer now knowing what I know. Okay. Um, but once again, this is insane. I would love it if you gave it a rating. After? I'd like to see the trailer. Yeah. No, I want to connect the, all After those. the trailer. Yeah. So uh, let's just take a break right now real sure. quick so you can watch the trailer and we'll come back and talk about it a little bit more before we take our final break into the danger zone. And with our last beer, uh, we're coming up with a a sort of a resurgence, right? This This beer happened once before, but has a different style. With no. this band? Incorrect. No. No, I'm correct. No, you're not. They did a beer called Phantom Bride, correct. which was a collab, and that is now a year-round beer. But it was Belching Beaver and the band The Deftones, right? Yeah, this is just their second collab. That's it's, what I mean. Yeah, sorry. It's like a it's a, it's the second a, time these two have come together. Yeah, yeah, it's just a completely different beer. Sure, okay, yeah. Because the first one was like a hazy IPA, and this yeah. is a brown ale. Right, okay. But, but it was the second time they worked together. I correct. I'm trying to save yeah. myself now, just like dumping yeah. water out of my boat. I'm fine. I'm no, still but really, I was right, I swear. Yeah, right, I'm fine. Okay, uh, that's insane. We'll be right back to talk about that a little bit more. Stick around. Max, I see that you're wearing a leather vest with patches all over it of some of your favorite bands, and around all of the edges, it is covered in spikes. That's right, man. Yeah, I just like spikes. Why do you, why do you bring why, that up? Why do you like spikes so much? Are, well, they these, like, are they like your favorite thing? Well, these are cool, but they're just, you know, they're just spikes. Why, why do you even, what is, what's the point of this? Because I have a favorite bottle shop. It's not a clothing accessory, but they sell me awesome beer, and it's called Spikes 2. Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot about Spikes Bottle Shop here in Chico at 1270 East 1st Avenue. What were you going to say It's about so them? weird that you forgot about them and you know their address. Including, like, one of my patches. It says Spikes Bottle Shop. And it's, still, oh, wait. There's the address. Turn around. Yeah, 12. Oh, the yep, address yep. patch is on your back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're literally a walking billboard for Which Spikes Bottle Shop. Which is crazy because Spikes Bottle Shop has your back. Oh, my goodness. They have partnered with this podcast to give our listeners 10% off on any purchase just for knowing our super secret password, FHC. It's a very simple procedure. Just go down there, pick out whatever you'd like, tell the cashier that you listen to this podcast, say FHC is the passcode, and they will give you 10% off no matter what. That's the deal. Yeah. So get on down to Spikes, check it out, support them because they support us. And if you're lucky, you'll get a glimpse of young Maxwell in his studded and spiked and patched leather vest. Welcome to the Danger Zone. Uh, we just popped our last beer and it was very carbonated, it, and it erupted like my hand, Mount Vesuvius. Now my hand is sticky. Yes. Smells like coffee. But that's a pretty good segue into it, I suppose, right? 
let's talk about this beer. So as we said before the break, there was a collaboration between Belching Beaver Brewing and the Deftones, which is a band, and they made an IPA, and we covered it many, many, many months ago. Yeah. I don't quite remember when, but fine. this is their second iteration of their collaboration. So it's a brand new beer. It is a brown ale with all sorts of stuff that, and am I correct in this is the one that you told me to try? Yes. Okay, which I did. So I'm excited to have it out of the bottle because we both tried it on draft yeah, a couple we, days ago. Yeah. This beer is called What I Text Max Every Single Morning. Good morning, beautiful. Exactly. He says it with a deeper voice in his text. That's just how I read it with a deeper voice, but maybe no, you're saying it like that. Maybe you read it like that because that's how I send it. Yeah. I like to think that's true. I, I think it is. This is a brown ale with coconut coffee and maple syrup. Yes. I'm going to pour it. Allegedly. And then Max is going to tell you about what he thinks of that movie after he watched the trailer. Right. So I did check out the trailer for Unsane, and Johnny suggested before we took the break that when we come back, I should give it a rating like we've done in the past with movies that I haven't seen. The difference is for those movies, Johnny just walked through the entire plot. I think the first time that happened was Lego Batman. And we just, he just said the whole thing. And I was at the end, I was like, that sounds like a great movie. I'd like to rate it based on what you've told me. And this you time, rated it higher than I did. That's true. You gave me a really good rundown, man. I'm really good at my job. But in this case, we did not disclose the plot. So I'm still not going to rate it. But I am going to say that after watching the trailer and hearing your feedback, I do want to see this movie. There's only two, two show times per day left in Chico for the next couple of days, I'd imagine. So I'm going to try to see it on Sunday if I can. Okay. Um, but it does look really intense. It's also very Steven Soderbergh y. Um, Steven Soderbergh, by the way, I wanted to cover this. He's done movies that you might know. He did Logan Lucky, like we mentioned. He has also done Oceans 11, 12, 13. He did most of those. He did Magic Mike, guys. Did Magic Mike, which is sort of out of left field. I was going to leave that one out. But he's done some pretty tense movies like Contagion, um, which I don't know if you saw that. That but was good. Yeah, The Informant with Matt Damon he did. So, Matt And a lot of these Damon. movies have a similar feel in the editing department. Also, guys, surprise. Cameo from Matt Damon in this movie. Is that true? Oh, yeah. No. Comes out of nowhere. In Unsane? Comes out of nowhere. That's funny. All of a sudden, Matt Damon. It's like Matt Damon and Thor Ragnarok. Right? Guy's really, really stepping up his cameo game. He's just like, poof, there he is. Yeah. Hello, I am Matt Damon. Matt I don't know what Damon. he says. That's probably, you know. But so, I yeah, do want to see this. So this guy has done some very stylized, uh, niche almost movies. For sure. Like, and I think that might even be part of the reason it's not staying in theaters very long is that that trailer just a lot of the shots that i saw were very non-mainstream shots yeah it's um, definitely not a mainstream movie but very tense yeah like a lot of like quick cuts like almost um like a couple frames like intersplicing with reality like in fight club yeah i got stressed out just watching the trailer man yeah i mean it was it was intense man i i i wasn't sold until about halfway through and then i started getting into it yeah. so i will go see unsane all right and then once i do we will touch back on that review and i'll drop my my uh, my feedback. And we'll be unsane in the membrane. Unsane in the membrane. Unsane in the membrane. Yes. Let's talk about this beer. Let's do it. How does it compare? I saw you take a sip. How does it compare to on draft? Don't even tell me in general, but just compared to draft. Better or worse? Similar. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Very similar. You know, you, you pour a beer like this, and for us, we expect this to be a stout. I know, dude. It's And especially when you have this many adjuncts. Um, but this is definitely not a stout. I realized that when I got it. Uh, on tap. Also, you expect this to be pretty strong. This is not a strong beer. I do. I did not. Oh, you did not expect it to be strong. No, it's really? a it's a brown ale. I just I don't know. Stereotypically, brown ales are under like six and a half percent. And so is this one. Is it? Yeah, I think I can't find it, but I think it's five point five. Well, he's gonna find it, but I'm gonna tell you more about it. Yeah, it's it's, 5. it's a it's five 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 five. This is just above like a lager. Level. Totally. 
So you cannot judge this beer by the color, you know, how it looks in your glass because it pours super dark. It pours darker than your average brown ale. Sure. But in my opinion, this is one of the better brown ales that I've ever had. Wow, really? Yeah. Like, I love brown ales, and this one is phenomenal. Wow, that's a, that's a bold statement, man. Well, brown ales are supposed to be rich, robust, roasty, malty, also thin and somewhat refreshing. I could see that, yeah. I mean, we covered moose drool for Sti- like, a minute. Yeah, like stylistically, that's what a brown ale is supposed to do. You're supposed to get like the rich, robust, like I said, all that stuff, but then refreshing, easy to drink, crisp, not too heavy. You know, it's like a, a diet stout. And, yeah. And it's phenomenal. Brown ales, English style bitters, um, those are very similar and they're, they're some of my favorites uh, out of the whole beer spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. So this is really good. Um, taking into account everything you just said, it's very good. I Let me do the things that I like. Here's what I like about it. Do it. I like that the coconut and the maple syrup are very present. Yep. They're not overbearing, but they're definitely they're there. They're there. The coffee is actually the thing that I taste the least, which is fine, because I think a lot of the time when you get a, a brown ale or a stout and it's a coffee forward, or it says coffee at all, the coffee's the thing that jumps out at you. Mm-hmm. And then everything else kind of falls to the wayside. But here, everything else kind of says hello before the coffee does, which is very nice. Yeah. It's crazy that it's this well-balanced with this many adjuncts. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like got a lot of good flavor. It is really nice how it feels, but it's a little bit carbonated for my taste. Yeah, you know, I think this bottle might have got shaken up or something. Right. Because when we opened it, 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 just, it, it like we said, like yeah. foamed over like it was just shaken up or just got disrupted mm. or a little warm. Maybe went from cold to warm a little too fast. Sure. It is a warm day outside. Uh, under normal circumstances, maybe letting this beer sit out a little bit, I would say it'd probably mellow out that, that carbonation. Yeah. Because it is a little bit overcarbed. Like, yeah. you want this beer a little bit smoother. Yes, definitely. But other than that, I really like this. Um, I don't typically gravitate towards brown ales in general. Okay. So it's not going to be super high on my list. But as this style goes, I think it's fairly well done. Yeah. Um, part of me is very jealous that the Deftones get to make beers like what they're just an entertainment thing what kind of people in entertainment get to make beers right am I right I'm right are you are you are you sprinkling so anyways I just you know it's good what do you think about this in general you know this is a phenomenal brown ale I've had many 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 brown ales and English style bitters and bitters in general and they all kind of fall in the same vein, and usually that's what I get. If I'm at a bar and I don't recognize any of the handles, there's no barrel-aged stouts, there's no IPAs that I've heard of that I'm dying to try, but there's like a brown ale or like a maple brown ale, or that's what I'll go to because I know it's always going to be, if it's done well, it's going to be well-balanced and it's going to quench my thirst. It's going to it's gonna do a lot of things that I want a beer to do, so for sure, this being my go-to style, I'm I'm definitely more critical of it. But I think that Belching Beaver really knocked it out of the park with this one. I think the adjuncts are super well-balanced. There is plenty of coffee, but it doesn't get bitter. Like, I want the flavor of the coffee, yeah, and I get that. But it doesn't add any of the astringency in the back of your throat like you just drank black coffee, which a lot of coffee beers have a tendency to do is just go too heavy on the acidity of the coffee. You know, and the coconut and the maple syrup. I've never had a beer with coconut and maple syrup. Me neither. They're very popular adjuncts, but in their own rights. But to have them together with coffee, it's a very interesting fusion of flavors. And I enjoy this beer tremendously. This is a nine flat for me. Nice, dude. Yeah, I love this beer. I will recommend this to anyone that I know that loves brown ales. Which I mean, 
it's not a lot of people's favorite style for sure, but it's definitely one that if you are a brown ale person, you will absolutely love this beer. Cannot recommend enough. You know this is coming. You picked up this beer. Yes. Where'd you get it? Spikes. How much was it? <laughs> this was about $8.22. Boom. Okay. That's very affordable. Yes. Yeah, super affordable. And uh, Kevin, the owner of Spikes Bottle Shop, said he got a bunch of this. Cool. So it's going to be around for a while. That was a weird way to say no, it. Yeah. Around yeah, around it's going to be around. Hey. I'm going to get a Guys, it's going to be around for a while. Can see? I? Did you see? You saw. I want to shout this out, too, in case somebody that listens to the podcast did not see the post, but Waldo's back. Where's Waldo from? Yes. Yeah. Waldo is, is it, coming. Where's Waldo? Uh, it's just Waldo. Just Waldo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's going to be back around. So yeah, that's he, my wedding anniversary beer. Right. It's such a good beer too. It's, it's a, what it's a triple IPA. Triple IPA. That's it's like, like 11, it's something. Like 11 or 12%, but very drinkable um, and yeah. very good. We got married in the goose and I think I drank three of those to the dome before. Oh, that's right. Married. I think that's the first time I tried it was at your, your wedding. Yeah. That was such a fun day. That was a fun day. God, that was cool. If you go on our, uh, our social medias, there's photos of us from that day. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, Johnny's all dressed up and I hope, a bow tie. I hope everyone has that much fun at their wedding. For sure, dude. Like, it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So. Anyways, that was the public service announcement for Waldo. Keep your eyes open for that at Spike's Bottle Shop. Use, use our discount to totally. get it. Go it's check really it out. Good. Did you rate this? No, I was about to. All right, get on it. So I think part of it is my brain is a little bit confused. There's mm-hmm. so much going on with, like, I do pick up the coffee, but like coffee and coconut, fine. Coffee and maple syrup is probably fine, but all three together, like, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be sweet or savory or what. So I'm dealing with that. That's number one. It's like sweet, but mellow. I know. It's really weird. So it's good for me. I, I enjoy it. I, like I said, I think it's well-made. It's not going to make my top any list because of the style probably, but it's like a solid seven, five for me. I'm going to say it's a solid seven flat. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, which is, yeah, I don't like sevens are still good for me. I don't start getting into like the, the shit talking category till like fives. Right. That's when I really start to be disappointed yeah you don't go bad on a beer no it's like seven is seven is perfectly honorable and that's where we differ because i've given beers that i think are just all right like fives yeah see i go you know fives directly middle of the road i know but i grade it more like like school grades (laughs) like like 90 to 100 is an a and 80 to 90 and then 70 to 80 60 to or like six to seven is like a d and then five which never made sense to me by the way like five to six is an f and then everything else is also an f Mm mm-hmm um, so anything five is going to start getting bad for me. That's fair. Yeah. It's just degrees of badness after Basically, that. Basically, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm going 7.0. You were saying. That's a nine flat. Nine flat. Yeah, that's, that's a big that's discrepancy. Rating, it's a big discrepancy between our ratings. So yeah, it really is. I don't think we've ever had a, a gap that big. Yes, we have. I'm sure we have. And I can just glance right now because I can tell you something close. Um, but why don't you give me any final thoughts you have on this, or we can jump back to uh, the movie if you'd like. You know, final thoughts on this, uh, I would say overall, Belching Beaver is 100% murdering the game. Their first collaboration with the Deftones, Phantom Bride, is phenomenal. That is good beer. Uh, This beer is phenomenal as well, in completely different ways, because they're obviously completely different styles, but as far as their collaborations with the Deftones go, and just Belching Beaver's everyday lineup in general... You should not be sleeping on them. They're no. one of Southern California's best breweries, in my opinion. And just as far as everyday, like grab a six pack beers, they are up there with anybody in Southern California or even California that I would say that I reach for. So fair. Can't reach, can't recommend this brewery enough. We're really lucky. We just got distribution of this brand within the last two years. Yeah. It's one that I've traded for before we got it, and it's something that y'all should not be sleeping on. So just to clear that up, it was episode 56 is the most recent one. We did the Aphrodite Stout. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't Who did that? 
Uh, that was a, a like Icelandic brewery whose name we could barely pronounce. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. And uh, you gave it a six point seven. I gave it a four point five. That's two point two points of difference. Wow. So that was a, I did not like that beer. And you went way bad on that beer. Yeah, I must have. Um, we've got two, I mean two. Yeah, that's a big difference. That's there. gnarly. Uh, at one point, you remember that Goths and Vandals barrel aged Dale we did? That was the same episode. That was actually the episode before. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was for the Greatest Showman, I believe. Oh, that's right, because we did that, and El Sully and Brian was here taking pictures. Yeah, so you gave that was for Coco, I thought. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, but you gave that one a four, and I gave it a six. Oh, it might have been Coco. Yeah, you're right. I remember like seeing Coco in the background, but also we're planning our stuff on the show. We should get Brian out at the movie night. Snap a couple. Yeah, pictures. for sure, dude. Yeah, okay. Get him out there, buy him dinner, get him a couple of beers. That sounds great. And also pay him a little bit. Yeah. Take some pictures. Sure. Yeah, I'll hit him up. Boom. Let's do it. Um, do you have any final thoughts on this beer? Uh, no, man. I'm, I'm pretty solid. Like, I'm going to finish what I got happily. I'm going to pour some more out of the bottle and drink that. But I'm I'm good all around. It's a tasty, tasty beer. I'm just not crazy about this brown ale, I guess. Or That's brown fair. ales in general. So That's fair. Perfectly fine beer. Word. Um, as a reminder, like Johnny just mentioned, we have a bottle share slash movie night going down at Crateville on Saturday, April 7th. Grab your tickets from either Crateville or Burgers and Brew or from us. Yep. We are available to sell you tickets. You can DM us at any of the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitters, all at Fresh Hop Cinema. Get a hold of us if you need tickets. Remember, Patreon people are getting in for free, but please RSVP with either me or Max mm -hmm. so we know how many tickets we have. I do think the life hack would be in this case, because like we said, five bucks to, to get there. The life hack here is to just join Patreon. Yeah. Because uh, then you get in for free. And the not uh, rude thing to do is just to stay on Patreon for a while and maybe right. you enjoy the group. Um, so you could sign up and you would actually save yourself a few bucks, buy yourself a beer at uh, Crapeville that night. Also, let's throw out this detail now. The deal with that is that there is typically a corkage fee, mm -hmm. but if you buy a beer from them, they're going to waive the corkage fee for the people at the event. Or obviously if you're hap you happen to be eating there. Sure. And you basically could, yes. Nick told me if they spend five bucks on a beer or if they're getting dinner or something, they're cool. Yeah. And again, it's like, it's family friendly. You can bring folks, you can get as many tickets as you need. Just let us know in advance so we can keep a good head count. And um, I haven't told anyone this, but Miyagi might be busting out a super cool old keg of something really dark and really barrel-aged for awesome. the event. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be really rad. I look forward to hanging out with all of you, watching Top Gun, drinking some cool beers. Yes. and just It's always nice getting to know all of you a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Every time we do an event, I get to know all of you just a little bit better, and it makes me happy. Yeah, and We get closer, and we all enjoy a lot of the same things. So I mean it's it's just the best times. I can't wait. Yeah, well let's uh let's let's get out of these people's ears then. Uh if you're on Patreon, please check your feeds for our bonus 10 spot and our six fantastic facts. Those will be coming at you soon. And until next week, I am Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers and this has been Fresh Pop Cinema. This is Fresh Hot Cinema.